1: Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, it's National Take a Hike Day. How are you celebrating?
2: I'm Frank Isola. Apparently, by taking one. Oh
1: my goodness! Yeah. He just ran out.
2: Yeah. He Hopefully just left. He bundled I guess up. he had to leave his home. It's cold here.
1: It's cold. No, it ain't cold there. It's cold yeah, here. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm in Chicago. It's like mid 20s, dude. Snow. Oh, should be cold there. 30 miles an hour winds. This is like, who lives here? Welcome hey, you're to from PTI. There. Tony almost made it to Thursday, but here to cover his workload is our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. Right.
2: It's actually colder in here. Yeah. She gets toasty out there. Let's start
1: with the Warriors, Frank, who lost again on the road last night, falling to Phoenix. The Dubs surrendered 130 points to the Suns and now 0-8 away from home this season. Head coach Steve and his team lacks collective grit and added, quote, we're playing a Drew League game right
2: now, close quote. Ouch. <laughs> Frank, do you see this as fixable? I'm, I'm glad he insulted the Drew League and not Rucker Park in New York City. Here's my thing. Right now, Mike, the teams that have yet to win on the road, are Detroit, Orlando, the Lakers, and the Warriors, those first three teams I mentioned, no one looked at them as a championship contender. And they're I not be, making
1: the playoffs either. And I be honest are with you, the
2: playoffs. I don't look at the Warriors right now as a championship contender. I cannot take you seriously. If it's a week before Thanksgiving, you've yet to win a road game. And they've lost to Detroit on the road, Charlotte on the road. They have issues there. Their young players haven't produced. That's why James Wiseman got sent to the G League. Klay yep. Thompson has struggled. Draymond Green has struggled. Steph Curry's been Steph Curry, and they still have a losing record. Barring a trade, can they get Kevin Durant? Can they get DeMar DeRozan? I think they need to do something drastic to turn this around because it ain't happening right now.
1: You better tell me who you're going to send the Bulls for DeMar DeRozan, but we'll get to that another day. Listen, you mentioned the big thing, and that is the young players. So when you have Wiseman being sent to the G League and you have Moody and Kaminga and even Jordan Poole, look, that was supposed to replace you know, guys like Otto Porter That's and right. Gary, Gary Payton Jr. Right. And Andre Iguodala. Policia. All those guys played like 50-plus games off the bench. Yep. These guys are last tied with Detroit in plus-minus. The reserves, the second unit. The first unit, Frank, is number one in the league in plus-minus. So the starters, not only are they not doing anything wrong, they're the usual Warriors starters. So the grit or the lack of it, comes in later when Steve has to go to that bench, he can't. They lose games there right now. I think it's fixable, but, but let's go to this real quickly. I, I th- how long does this go before they have to resort to a trade? I,
2: Christmas? I, New Year's? When do, they, when do they go, wait a minute now, this is really not working. And, Mike, it's not happening for them on the defensive end. Six of those eight road losses, they've given yeah. up at least 120 points. And I'll tell yes. you something else, too, and we all love Clay Thompson – Every game now seems to be a state of Clay Thompson where everyone has yeah. to address him and he's getting his confidence back, and eventually you turn around. Why hasn't it happened yet? They're 15 games in. Do they look like a championship-level no, team to you? No, they don't. They not, don't. Not they even don't. close. All right, let's move to another team that's been struggling. The Cleveland Cavaliers lost their fifth straight game last night by 15 points in Milwaukee to a Bucks team that was missing five rotation players. Cavs head coach J.B. Bickerstaff pinned the struggles on, quote, a fat cat mentality developed during an eight-game winning streak that preceded this slump. Is that how you would explain it, Mike? No, I wouldn't, but I understand why J.B. would do
1: that. You want to get their attention, and you want to get it early before this thing becomes prolonged, right? I mean, we've seen Donovan Mitchell not just have the glimpses of, you know, stardom, but some sustained in those first nine games, and even in two or three games of this losing streak – But I've been paying close attention to them, Frank, because I thought that, you know, New Orleans and Cleveland, Cleveland and New Orleans were the two teams that would really be your your dark horses. I just think they need time to get used to each other. I'm not going to to, to lack of anything just yet, except time.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, it's all you, you know, high-priced guys that love offense. That's all you ever talk about. (laughs) The trouble is on the defensive end. In that five-game losing streak, they're giving up 122 points per 100 possessions. That's the worst defensive rating in the league over that span. That's a problem. Jared Allen hasn't played the last two games. Jared Allen's one of the most underrated players in the league. He never says two words. All he does is he rebounds, he blocks shots, he defends, and he runs the court. So that's a big loss for them. It's only well, he been, and Mobley, he it's and only Mobley have games. to be in full effect defensively, uh, and they have 100%. not been yet. But they've had games, you know, same thing with the Warriors defensively. They've had games against the Lakers, Clippers, and Sacramento. They gave up 60 points in the first half. You're not even giving yourselves a chance. But I'll say this they're going to be a good team. That backcourt of Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell is good. But let's be honest, Mike. 15 games into the season, it looks like Boston and Milwaukee are, are the class Two best teams in the league. of the Eastern Conference. Everyone not just else the East, is a distant third. You're right. The league, the whole yep.
1: league. They are. But I, Cleveland will be a good team. I like what J.B. Bickerstaff is doing, and I think those guys are too conscientious, too serious-minded to let this go on yeah. for long. There could be some struggles. Yeah. And now to the NFL, where Derek Carr and Devontae Adams are praising Raiders owner Mark Davis, their owner, for standing by head coach Josh McDaniels. McDaniels is two and seven with the Raiders, but Davis said Monday that his coach is doing a fantastic job, <laughs> and that Rome wasn't built in a day. Can we have any more cliches? Carr says the endorsement was a relief. Adams called it a good move. Frank, does it make sense to you that Davis is standing by McDaniels?
2: To me, it does make sense. and I will acknowledge this. The record stinks. They're undisciplined. They're ninth in the league in penalties. They always and, are. And he just lost to Jeff Saturday. And also, this is an organization which, by the way, has not won a playoff game since 2002 when they lost in the Super Bowl. So the whole commitment to excellence, I mean, give me a break with that Say That's the. That's utter nonsense. But there comes a point, and you you keep changing coaches. All these teams want kind of what New England has in the NFL and what San Antonio used to have. In the NBA, they want stability. You know how you get stability? you got to stick with the coach. I hated when Arizona got rid of Steve Wilkes after one year. Can we give a head coach at least two years yeah, before we have a referendum on that. him that he's no good and we got to get rid of him? You know what you should have done? You should have kept Rich Passaccia, who got you into the playoffs. So whoever, if you want to get rid of Josh McDaniel, get rid of the guy that hired him then. Why are you well, only giving give him a, half, half the season? There's another
1: thing involved here, too. Remember, that organization had to pay John Gruden That's a lot right. of money. Don't know the exact amount, but a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, almost certainly. So are you going to fire a coach, another coach, this early in and pay him as well? I mean, at, the, I mean, at some point, I know NFL you know it, teams seem to print money, but they don't literally print money. No. And I agree with you about the stability issue, how much you're going to fire. But Josh McDaniels, I, I It didn't seem to be the most inspired hire anyway, particularly when you had a guy who got your team to the playoffs. But the Raiders are where they are. Yeah, commitment to excellence. Eh, It's been a (laughs) while.
2: Yeah, He's 13-24 and in his last 37 games. By the way, 12 coaches since they lost the Super Bowl back in 2002. They keep changing coaches, and nothing changes. They keep losing. All right, the football weekend begins tonight at Lambeau. Here's a Thursday night game you're going to want to watch. This is where the Titans take on the Packers. Tennessee – Six and three, while four and six Green Bay is coming off an overtime upset of the Cowboys. At this time last week, the Packers look cooked. Remember that, Mike? If yeah. they beat the Titans tonight, will you take them seriously as a contender, even though they're still under 500?
1: No. This is what's wrong with the NFL. You just talked about this in a, in a different context with coaches and how quickly there has to be a referendum on them. Why does it need to be a referendum on the Packers after one win or two wins? No. Yeah. No, stop it! Everybody on every network is declaring that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are back because they won two straight. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the discussion of pro football has tired me out. It, it's got me to the point where I may not watch the Thursday night game because it's just silliness. These projections all the time. Every time a team wins one game, you've got them in the Super Bowl. No, let's go two or three weeks to see what
2: happens. And, and also remember, they were down fourteen. In the fourth quarter to fourth the Cowboys. Quarter. Yeah. Yeah, it was an in, improbable win in a lot of ways. They did run the ball against the Cowboys. That would not it again. be easy to do against Tennessee. The Tennessee's again. kind of floated under the radar. They lost those first two games, including the first one to the Giants, on a missed field goal. They should have won that. And they've played very well. Now, the thing about Green Bay, they've given themselves not a lot of margin for error here. That loss that they had to the Giants in London was a killer. The loss to Detroit, I, I just don't know if it's going to happen for them. They win tonight. That's a great win to win to beat the Cowboys in Tennessee or a five-day period. But it's that's just impressive. Two. But it's just two. They yeah. got to get, and they're to, not going to win the division. You
1: know, probably
2: ten wins, and
1: they're I not going to win the division. 10 or 11 wins to make the playoffs It's a wild card. That's right. Let's take a break, but coming up, does Kirk Cousins need to throw contested balls more often? <laughs>
2: what? We'll ask Steve Young. We'll also ask him about the challenges he faced while playing in the snow. You remember this game, Mike? Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> That's football, old school got football. Got his face mushed in a snowbank.
3: We got to. Have- Pardon the interruption. Is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously, and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l-e-c-t-r-i-c ebikes.com. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Come back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Crown Royal. Part of Happy Hour. Happy Hour.
1: Week 11 of the NFL season kicks off tonight, which makes it a perfect time for a visit from our great friend, the man Tony, seems to be ducking lately. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer Steve Young. And we <laughs> are going.
2: Ducking me. <laughs> he's ducking you. I
1: know he's ducking you. We're going to start with a guy that I, we've been praising everybody all week, and that's Justin Jefferson, who's making these insane catches, most recently against the Bills. His coach, Kevin O'Connell, says he's pushing Kirk Cousins to throw more contested balls to Jefferson, Steve, this seems insane to me. Have you ever heard, or has anybody ever suggested to you to throw more contested balls? Does it make sense?
0: Well, not, look, the rules are in favor of the offense right now, right? And you've seen, you know, defensive pass interference. The penalty is just far outweighs the the the, the crime, right? The, the, and so, in many ways, he's right. Let's put up some more contested balls with great athletes. Let's do that. But the problem is, inside the numbers, it can go anywhere. It can bounce around. There's people everywhere. The way you want to do it is outside the numbers, Michael, because you've got a hard boundary. The ball's coming towards the boundary so that it has, you know, if it's a 50-50 ball, 50% it goes out of bounds. And 50% Justin Jefferson catches it, right? So that's, that's what he's looking for. So, yes, I would say you can throw more contested balls outside the numbers. Inside the numbers? No. Stop. That's, <laughs> that's not going to work. I, I want to follow up just for a second. I have – Crazily, perhaps,
1: compared Jefferson to the person I think may be the greatest football player in NFL history, uh, your teammate, Jerry Rice. Am I right. insane to do that? Or when you see Jefferson, can he even go in that conversation?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you got to go forever to do it. Like, if you're going to get right, in the conversation right, seriously, right. you got to do it for, for 18, 20 years. But there's no question that the there is, the, there is an, a, 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 um, an aspect of receiving that somehow you're, you're always open. Like, well, how does that happen? How does it is does he fasten everybody? No. Is he stronger than everybody? No. It's like, but he's always open, and there's this unique kind of spatial relationship to other human beings and how you get to the ball and what the ball means to you and how you – Jerry Rice never went to the ground, Michael. Right. 18 years, he never went to the ground because he had this unique ability to stay on his feet and – His hands could go to the ground, but his body didn't need to go there. So uh, there's so many things about Jerry Rice that are amazing. So, yes, I appreciate the comparison. I'm very careful about comparing anyone to Jerry Rice, but I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that.
2: Plus, Steve knows the best football player of all time is a guy that he spent a lot of time running away from. That would be Lawrence Taylor. All right, let me go here. Uh, Former Tampa Bay Bucs coach Bruce Arians said of the team's struggles earlier this season, Steve, nobody's going to say that Brady was playing bad, but he was playing bad. The top quarterbacks need to hear that when they're playing badly.
0: Look, the top quarterbacks are the top quarterbacks cuz they don't need to hear it. They're completely self-aware. Trust me. I the reason why I can talk about other quarterbacks and hold them to a high standard cuz I did the same thing. Like if I suck during a game, like I'm the first guy's like, "Man, I was terrible." <laughs> like you know that. You don't have to even watch the film. You know you were terrible. And so if you're not going to be a great player if you need a coach to go, hey, by the way, you're, you're not doing very well. Like, come on, bro. Nobody needs that. So if, if you do need that, you're by definition not a great player. So Tom Brady does not need Bruce Arians to tell him that he's playing bad by somehow that's going to may magically get Tom playing better. Tom knows <laughs> it as the ball leaves his hand. He knows that I didn't do that right. Steve,
1: we'll let you go after this. This, this, this Browns-Bills game has been moved out of Buffalo to Detroit because of the forecast, like three to four to five feet of snow, depending on if you believe that stuff. I can remember perhaps you having one tough experience in the snow. Now, yes, they've moved it. They won't have this. What was that like for you? What, I mean, like years later, do you think about that game and that experience?
0: We landed in Green Bay. They closed the airport right then. Like the blizzard was already on. We drove over to the hotel, and for 18 hours, I watched the blizzard just whip. And then we woke up. They had a snowplow. They closed the city in Green Bay, closed it. Nobody was allowed on the streets. They had a snowplow in front of our bus, snowplowed over to the stadium. We're we're getting dressed. Lehman Bennett walks in and says, by the way, guys, warm-ups are optional. (laughs) He said, you can go out if you want. Otherwise, just hang out here. We'll get so I went out for warm-ups, and they had made each, every five-yard line kind of a little hill. That's how they kind of demarked the line. So you kind of, as you ran, you'd hop over like high hurdles with, you know, Edwin Moses, you know. And they forgot the winter gear. So everybody's wearing their suits underneath their suit. like, whatever you wore to the game, you were wearing underneath because you freezing. And then we were wearing white, of course, Michael. Yeah. I mean, yes. on, we couldn't see anything. I could – and Lynn Dickey was just throwing the ball around. I am like, I can't – so about the middle of the second quarter, I had not completed a pass. My second game as a pro, and James Wilder was a great back. What a great human being. Yes, he I go, was. James, I've not completed a pass. I am not going to be the first quarterback in history. I didn't even check the book. But I'm not going to be the first quarterback in history that didn't complete a pass in a game. So you come in front of me, I'm going to shovel you the ball, <laughs> and I'll be one for 11 for minus three. <laughs> uh, and so I can just tell you, it was March of the Penguins on the sidelines. Everybody was around the heat, you know, the flamethrower heater, and someone would yell punt, and you'd be like, ah, oh, crap. And everyone would have to come out from inside and go out to punt. We got killed. But look, all I gotta say is warm ups are optional. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I mean, you know,
1: Frank, it's too bad that Steve doesn't have, you know, much in the way of recollections about no. that experience. It's too bad it hasn't.
2: doesn't
0: remember anything.
2: It has a
1: or Tim a, Harris
0: jamming my f- face into the snow pl- in snowbank. I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't. I was clawing at my face because he goes, Tim, goes, you all right? I, go, I, can't I can't breathe. Steve, that story uh, is,
1: is, is awesome. Thank you so much, as always. All right. You can see more Steve and hopefully hear more stories like that on Monday Night Countdown this week featuring the Niners and the Cardinals. Not in Scottsdale, not in San Jose or wherever the hell the 49ers are playing, but in Mexico City. Let's take one last break, but still to come,
2: Shea Gildas Alexander is doing things we're talking about. And we don't know who Justin Verlander will be pitching for next season, but he just did one more thing for the Astros last night. Frank, I haven't even gone to this new 49ers Stadium, Levi.
1: It's not even new. It's like 10 years old. I, heard, I, I mean, if it's I heard not candlestick, I traffic candle on those
2: Monday night games.
0: It. Not good. Oh.
3: Pardon the interruption is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Part of happy hour.
1: Time to get happy, people. Happy 44th birthday, Reggie Wayne. The six-time Pro Bowl receiver for the Colts has been their receivers coach since March. He was one of the assistants Jim Ursay passed over for the interim head coach opening when he instead hired Wayne's former teammate Jeff Saturday. Wayne was asked today whether he would have taken the job if offered and said, quote, bleep yeah, why wouldn't I, close quote. In his 14-year NFL playing career, all with the Colts, and so many with Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison, Wayne caught balls for more than 14,000 yards, Frank, and 82 touchdowns.
2: Yeah, I still kind of feel like he's underrated a little bit. Obviously, Peyton Manning got a lot of attention. Harrison did as well. You know, in 2007, he finished first in the league in receiving yards. He beat Randy Moss. By 17 yards, that's when Moss gets played the He's got some Hall of Fame win.
1: numbers, Hall of Absolute. Fame numbers.
2: He does. Yep.
1: Happy anniversary to the Green Bay Packers. Quirky research on Twitter, of all places, alerted us to this. On this day 48 years ago, John Hadle connected on a pass over the middle to the late running back, MacArthur Lane, who took it all the way in for a 68-yard score against the Vikings. Lane celebrated by flinging the ball up in the air, <laughs> and then lost his balance, fell over the tarp at the Met, and crashed into a chain link fence. Lane stayed down for a while, but after the game, he joked that he was going to sue the Vikings and said, quote, I'm wine, I get better with age, I ain't old, I ain't hurt.
2: He limped away from reporters and added, only when I walk. Uh, I love that. By the way, the Vikings went on to the Super Bowl that year, lost to Pittsburgh. You know, my first favorite football player was Chuck Foreman, and Minnesota, Playing outdoors, that was a huge advantage they had. Why they ever moved indoors? And they Uh, built another stadium who moved indoors. What is the point
1: of that? Minnesota and Detroit, and now the Bears may be stupid enough to follow. Makes no sense. No sense. Happy trails to last night's game for the Wizards. Green Bay will own everybody in the division. Washington was up two on the Thunder with six seconds left when Shea Gilgis-Alexander received the inbounds pass, took three dribbles, stepped back, and sank the winning three-pointer over Monty Morris. That matched his career high 42 points, 30 of which came in the second half on 9 for 10 shooting. Frank, SGA is averaging 32 a game this season, shooting 54.5% overall, 40% from three, 90% from the line. The Thunder have won three of their last four. The only loss? In the garden I, to the Celtics.
2: I think he's been the breakout star of the first month. Plus, he gets to the basket anytime that he wants to with Chet Holmgren and all those assets. Oklahoma yeah. City is going to be Watch dangerous. Out. Really, we're dangerous.
1: running out of show. We got to run through the big finish. Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara
2: won their respective sides unanimously. You okay with that? No problem with that. It's going to be interesting to see where Verlander is going to end up. Doesn't look like it's going to be the Astros. Could be the Yankees. Maybe the Blue Jays. College Hoops, number 11, Texas, beat number two, Gonzaga, by 19. Is that a big deal?
1: Yes, because it's the Zags' worst loss in more than eight years. Clippers upgraded
2: Kawhi to questionable for tonight versus Detroit. Is that significant? I think it is. I think that injury's a lot worse. By the way, three and a half years, Kawhi's played 111 games. Last three and a half years, Kyrie's played 111 games. I wanted that stat for you. LaMelo Ball re-injured his ankle last night when he stepped on a fan's foot. While chasing a ball out of bounds, your thoughts.
1: That franchise needs some good news of some kind. That basketball team, it really does.
2: Last one in college football tonight: SMU at number twenty-one Tulane. You smell upset? No, nah, SMU by the way, six and four. Tulane eight and two. Not yes, too you good. Go Green Wave. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola, and I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow,
1: Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcast. And now, I got to go back in the snow. Here's You you and
2: Steve Young.
3: PTI. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority.